Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Welcome to Baptist Vices. Doc is in the house, and I'm excited. One of my dear friends, Pastor Philip Bishop, is going to be with us in just a moment. I encourage you, go to baptistpulpit.com. Also, look up Independent Baptist Seminary. Love to have you uh, maybe take a class. Uh, we have some good options there, and you can contact us if you're interested in that. And we are excited to have Pastor Bishop our Baptist vice is read a book already. Pastor Bishop loves books, so we're going to talk about the love of books. Okay, welcome to Baptist Vices. I'm here in a secret dungeon, uh, I think in prison here in Alexandria, Virginia. In the shadow of the nation's capital. Right, in the shadow with Pastor Bishop, Pastor Philip Bishop, we're going to open with a couple of verses. So our topic is start reading already, because normally whenever I'm with Pastor Bishop, he's asking me about books, and I make up a couple of books that I've looked at. (laughs) Uh, But I know he loves reading books. So when it comes to books, the Bible instructs us, that we should study to show ourselves approved. The Bible also instructs us in 1 Peter 3, 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. And then in 2 Peter 3, 18, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord. So we're going to speak about books. So Pastor Bishop, you can introduce yourself. It has to be quick, though, because, yeah, we only have 12 to 14 minutes, as we said. <laughs> uh, pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Alexandria, Virginia, and I have been here 25 years full-time, Wow, 27 years total. Amen. And so you were here as a layman or a church member? I was here as an interim pastor for two years uh-huh. uh, on loan from uh, another church. Wow, that's that's interesting. And were you in the uh, were you in the police department? I was. I worked in the midnight shift in Alexandria, in Fairfax County. Wow! So with the county, and then uh, you brought you brought the law <laughs> to the church. <laughs> uh, the church needed someone with arrest powers, <laughs> <laughs> so they found you. Well. I told them dialing 911 to find a pastor was not a good, a good plan, <laughs> but, uh, they, uh, but they, they did it anyways. Non- nonetheless. <laughs> All right, so here we have books, or the thoughts. Start reading already, and I put down a couple of thoughts, in it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the one. Books, uh, outside books beside the Bible, can encourage holy living, can be helpful in our walk with Christ. Uh, commentators, Bible studies, devotional literature, 
These are all writings that can deepen our understanding of Scripture. And then there's other writings that you can read. So I'm going to propose my first question to you. So why should we read? There's really no excuse for not reading. I remember a quote from college, and it was, you'll be the same 10 years from now except for the books you read and the people you meet. Wow. And that, and, and, and reading, uh, I know I have a, a pastor friend because of the world I'm in now, uh, working with a seminary and trying to get guys to study. I have a pastor friend, and I keep trying to get uh, him to host a pastor's meeting uh, and maybe introduce the seminary, things like that. And so we were talking, and he said, man, um, I don't know that I could do two days or three days. I have a hard enough time just trying to get him to pick up any other <laughs> book. And, it, and it's sad because we should be readers. And I know it's a cliche that uh, leaders are readers, but it is true that um, it does broaden your mind. It, it helps. And in the day and age in which we live where information is changing constantly, if you are not reading, you are, you are behind. Yes. Yeah. Even if you are reading, you're probably behind. But yes. just trying to keep up is a challenge. Okay. So we started out with some verses, and I believe this helps us biblically. Biblically, I, I think you see that even Paul, Paul said when he was in prison, yeah, I want my cloaks, but especially I want my books. And I know that's a, you know, it's, a, it's my version there, the SD version. <laughs> but he wanted his books, and we're not sure of what scrolls, because it would have been scrolls at that time, uh, I've had the privilege of going to the library, what they would term the Library of Ephesus there. And it's interesting, as you go and you walk through that, at that time, it would have during Paul's time, it would have been the, the biggest library in the world. Um, there might have been another one in Alexandria that's bigger. Speaking of Alexandria, but... Uh, here we are. Here we are. <clears throat> but he wanted the books, and I don't... I don't know that that necessarily was just the Old Testament scrolls. There was writings uh, that people had done. He was living during a time that it was known for thinking, philosophers and all that. We know that because he went to Mars Hill, and he could he could discuss with those scholars and almost put them on their heels. And he couldn't do that if he wasn't a man that was reading. That's correct, and that's that's very important. And the longer you are in ministry and with all the knuckleheads out there on the Internet today with all these crazy doctrines, you need to be able uh, yeah. to, to have scholars that you can draw on to be able to know where you stand, why you stand, and that you're yep. not standing alone. Yep. All right, so question number two. So what are some guidelines that you put in place to be careful of reading material? Because I would say that you do have to be cautious sometimes. You have to be cautious if you don't know the author. You've got to read with a critical eye, which is, it is tiring. It'll, it, it is wearisome. So having some uh, authors that you trust yeah. that are doctrinally on, uh, not that you won't read somebody who's off a little bit, uh, but just have to be really, really careful yeah. when you do that. 
And I would say also when you're reading an author, remember this, that they are human. So I think sometimes we're in shock. We're like, uh, they said something off. Well, they're human. I know if you and I wrote, which I'm, I'm trying to get into that mode. So, you know, my books probably are inspired. And um, I think there's somebody that may have been down. <laughs> but but we're not inspired. We we're not. not uh, we're human. We're, we're not uh, infinite. Right? We're finite, to use, I guess, seminarian uh, terms. But we're finite. So that means that when we're reading somebody, don't be shocked if they have an opinion that sometimes may not line up with your theology or line up exactly with what you imagine Scripture to say. Certainly. And when you come across that, that should sharpen you. Because yes. if they are on a different vein, then then why? Is your vein yeah. uh, biblically correct? And if it is, you should know why. And it's going to help you to, to grow spiritually. Yep, yep. So with some guidelines that we we know we're supposed to read, then we're trying to be careful we're trying to be careful in knowing the authors. And there's ways that you can read up on that. You can read biographies. You can read different things. There is uh, authors, especially now the older authors, a, a lot of the older com- commentators, and you can look at that era and you can understand where they're coming from. I mean, almost all of the commentators, 17, 1800s, are going to be, they're going to have a Calvinist tent to them. Uh, they are. And Calvinism is it's popular in the day and age in which we live, and you've, you've got to know how to respond to that. Yes. You've got to have a biblical position. Yes. And you've got to be able to identify that, Yes, uh, those buzzwords when they come up. And yes. those older authors are going to help you to do that. You're going to see it in their writing, and then when you hear somebody use those terms, you're going to know who they're listening to. Yep. All right, so our last question, this one's been pretty easy. Look at that. So our last question is the importance of making time for reading. What are some practical tips for helping someone find time? There's really no excuse uh, for not being a reader. The day and age in which we live, there are audiobooks. You travel in a car uh, to have those on your phone, be able to link it with your audio. Uh, your car turns on, your Bible turns on. Uh, yeah. We spend a lot of time in traffic. Uh, everywhere I go, uh, there are books. Uh, I go home and sit in the evening. Uh, there are three or four books there, which bugs my wife. Uh, she <laughs> wants them put away. Yeah. But if they're put away, they're not going to be within arm's reach. And yep. just having something within arm's reach. You know, go out in my car. Uh, if I have to sit somewhere and wait, there is a book there. Uh, just being prepared to do that. Yeah. All right. So you brought up a couple of things that are helpful, practical tips the one is technology, and with technology, uh, some people may not know this, but there are free, there are free apps through libraries, and yes. our government has <laughs> blessed us with. So the one I I actually have it. I have a couple of books right now. It's called Libby. I don't know if people have heard that, but it's Libby, and they have free audiobooks, and you can do a search for it. Uh, the other one is Hoopla. Um, so Libby is L-I-B-B-Y, the other one H-O-O-P-L-A. So both of those are through library systems, local library systems. You get a card, 
you put it in there. And then this is what's interesting. You can request books. You can. And our local uh, county has a library system that does loans and you can request through the, the library system. It's it's really not difficult to do. Yes. If it were difficult to do, I wouldn't be doing it. Yes. And so even if you have a, a limited budget, which most of us do, <laughs> we don't have an endless uh, pile of money, uh, but you can go and you can go to the library. There are there are libraries, most universities, even Catholic, um, Methodist, they have libraries where you can go and it's free to just go and do research. And you're going to a pastor's fellowship every month and there are 20 guys in the room. There's 20 libraries that those fellows yep. would give you access to uh, if yeah. you just ask them. Yep. Um, Good I, idea. I would say to those fellows who are loaning out books, make sure you have a, a, a yes, database stamp <laughs> because pastors will walk off with them. Right. Uh, but uh, to ask um, for a pastor what's in his library to borrow some books. Uh, I loan out books from my library constantly to other fellows. Uh, it's, just, it's just a wise stewardship yep. of resources. Yep. So our thoughts start reading already. We we looked at why, we looked at uh, some some guidelines, and then some some thoughts on the importance of taking time, and I think all of it is very very important. We did we have to be we have to be students. Sure. We have to be students if we're wanting if we want people in the pew to sit there and endure. <laughs> and if you don't know where to start, yeah. again. Go to a pastor's fellowship and walk around the room and say, what are the 10 uh, most influential books you've read in the last six months? Yep. And that'll help you to know where to start. Uh, they've already uh, figured out which ones are bad books and which ones are profitable. Yep. And you can avoid having to do that yourself. And they'll give you a couple of books that have just been exceptional that they've read just recently. And that'll help you to get started. All right. Well, appreciate you taking time. My time. pleasure. All Always right. good to spend time with you, my friend. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you.